everybody. Welcome back to FTS. Uh, Owen Smith and Matthew Warner here. Another great week. Another delayed week. Again, uh, if you if you heard our spiel at the end of uh, end of last episode, we are still working through the consistency and trying to. We we promise. We already planned. We're doing like five planning dinners and golf outings and things prior to next NFL and college football season, so that we have a you know, set out plan for you guys. We promise to be more structured until then you're just going to deal with disheveled fathers. One's of two time uh, or coming up on uh, was nominated over the weekend for the two time dad of two of the year. Um, it's an honor winning it in 2023. So um, has potential to win that again, but Matt had a, had a long night last night, so you may not be your 100% self, but how are you doing uh, for this episode? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, you know, we mentioned last week, you and I were, were doing a little challenge together, uh, just kind of like a health and wellness challenge. One of the, the pieces of that challenge is, you know, being up before the enemy. Um, last night I was up with the enemy uh, for for a good while, um, and that enemy is my youngest son, Bo. Um, so, Bo, if you're listening to this, um, grow up. Uh, it's my one request, just but not too fast. So I love you. Uh, but anyways, no, I'm I'm, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, obviously this week we postponed recording. Uh, Owen and I were. We're obviously going to take the day off for Martin Luther King uh, as CEO. Want to make sure that my my employees have that that day off, you know. Um, so took that day off. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we were out looking at at Ferraris and, and different kinds of sports cars from all the money we've made from viewers um, and listeners this year. Um, so we had to push off a couple more days. We're here on a Thursday morning, ready to rock and roll, ready to talk about some. Uh, some NFL and some college football. So I, I think uh, I think I'm ready to dive in and I think I know where we're going to start. Yeah. So unfortunately we do have to start with it. Um, it was the first game of the weekend. So I think it's only natural there, but also we need to get your thoughts uh, on the Cleveland Browns uh, losing and pretty big, big fashion out to out there in Houston. So Matthew, I will give you the floor. You talk for however long you want. And um, whenever you're, you're ready for, for me to speak, I, I will be here. I'm um, ready to go. Okay. Okay. Take your time. Take your time. So obviously just a, I don't even know if disappointing would be what I would consider it. Um, it kind of just made me like numb a little bit. You know, I had some concerns coming into the game of defense hadn't played great on the road all year. And the hype around Flacco felt like this bubble that was just waiting to burst. Um, And it was like the perfect storm of both of those things to an extreme, you know, Flacco doesn't play great. Two pick sixes. Um, you know, look like a guy that wasn't on a team for a reason. Um, like it, it looked like the the guy that wasn't cutting it at other places. Um, 
And, you know, he had had some turnover issues earlier in the year with the Browns. Um, but like I said, you get, you know, you win games, people kind of forget about those things. Um, in playoff football, the margin for error is super small. And uh, he, he just made enough of those mistakes and they were big ones. Um, so that side of it was disappointing. Um, but I think the biggest disappointment was the defense um, just getting absolutely carved up by a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback who made what was considered one of the best defenses in the NFL look awful. Um, so that was that was disappointing because, you know, you, you can put up with Flacco throwing a couple interceptions. Now, pick sixes is a different story, but you can put up with Flacco throwing, um, you know, a couple interceptions because you know that defense is so darn good and, and you've been relying on them all year to get you out of these terrible situations. Um, and when both of those things are not gelling on the same night, um, it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I, like I said, I feel kind of numb to it because, you know, it's not like we lost this close game where I'm sitting here wondering what if it was like we were so far out of that game so quickly that it it just felt I had moved on mentally so quickly from from like the Browns and 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 everything that was all my hopes and dreams were down the drains about three minutes, you know, into the second half. So that's where I'm at. Um you know, I want to ask you, how, how do you feel watching the Houston Texans AFC South winners go, or I shouldn't say go, you know, invite the Browns into their place and, and make light work of them? How do you feel as a Colts fan knowing that that's a, a team that is only going to get better and that you're going to have to put up for, for a long time? Because if I'm... If I'm looking at CJ Stroud, I'm like, damn, I have to play against this guy yeah. twice yeah. a year for probably the next 10 years. Like that, that's a tough pill to swallow. So curious how you were feeling just watching that game. Um, like kind of what your thoughts were uh, around the Texans. Yeah. I mean, I would say yeah. that the, the first reaction, of course, is. Um, also, I'm really hoping this doesn't show up in the audio, but to me, you sound like a transformer. Well, if you are listening to this at the beginning of the episode, that means that we just recorded 37 minutes of talking about <laughs> no. how depressed Matt is about the Browns. No, it only, it, it's, it, it popped in right around like the Eagles Cowboys conversation. So they'll, they'll have a okay, so. clear, they'll have a pretty clear, uh, first portion of me just being a sad asshole um it's just when we start talking about the cowboys okay. and eagles that it got bad okay quick rundown we'll we'll just we'll we'll so browns that conversation happened great now welcome back to fts eagles and cowboys are fraud sirianni and mccarthy should be fired but they're probably going to keep their jobs Stafford's hated by Detroit. Kelly Stafford uh, was getting booed and her children were get, be, be, getting booed. We're happy for Detroit. That's amazing. So happy for them. Um, the Bills beat the Steelers. Mike Tomlin and 
Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy all have similar records, but Mike Tomlin and Sean Payton are considered Hall of Fame coaches. Mike McCarthy um, is considered a fraud. Um, what else? What else? What else? And uh, then we got to the Ravens, nine and a half. Or no, sorry, we just skipped over the Chiefs. We didn't even like we barely talked about the Chiefs. They don't deserve our time. Congrats. They don't deserve our time. Okay, now on to the weekend. I'm on Ravens nine and a half. Matt's on Houston nine or Houston nine and a half. He's thinking about even teasing that to seven. Now we're on to San Francisco. Matt, you just explained it. So I'm gonna now clue in myself and say, uh, I'm on Green Bay. So we're against each other on Ooh. two picks now. Um, to, to start the weekend so um again everybody thanks for bearing with us we're having had some technical difficulties uh throughout the pod and unless you wanted to listen to optimus prime owen um we are saving you your you your ears um your family's ears a bunch of uh misery so now on to the lions um or tampa bay traveling up to detroit and the lions are favored by six and a half your boy Baker Mayfield is having, um, you know, his second wind out there in Tampa Bay. I will see if we're against each other. I think I know you're leading on this one. I'm going on Tampa Bay on this one, which makes me think that we are now against each other on three lines. But I'm curious to see what you have to say. I think we are. Um, this one's close. I This is one I wouldn't bet. Um, but I do think I would lean lines minus six and a half. Before we dive, like super into this I, I i i have to bring this up okay. i don't give two flying fucks about baker mayfield winning playoff games as a browns fan like it does nothing yes you do i it really doesn't i'm happy for him there seems to be this weird like it's baker's been gone for several years he's been with two other teams like we are, it's not like we are the only ones that moved on from him. Now, I don't want to be put in the same shining spotlight as the Carolina Panthers, but if I'm looking at those two organizations, I'm thinking that I'm a little bit more upset if I'm the Carolina Panthers than I am if I'm the Cleveland Browns, who made it to the playoffs with a thousand backups. Like, so I'm ha- like I'm happy for Baker. I yeah, I, like, but. But, 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 point to, point to debate you on this is you just said, and we, it might have got cut out in this episode, but you said you're in cap hell. And why is that? Uh, because we have a really, really good offensive and defensive line and guys that we just have to pay. Um, and yeah, so, right. you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL um, that, that we have to pay. And when I say we're in cap hell, it's not going to be that bad. Um, but, you know, it's one of the few times I think the Browns are going to have to choose between, you know, re-signing a handful of really good players, which is just tough. Like, that's not problems that we've had. Most of it's on the defensive side of the ball. Um, oh, yeah, and our quarterback is uh, $230 million guaranteed. Um, that's maybe one of the bigger ones. But I would expect Barry's going to well, restructure so- that contract pretty heavily um, as as we head into – these final three years of it. Um, so it's not going to have a, a, a type contract where he gets paid like 250 at the end. It's just not going to have as much of a dead cap hit as everybody thinks it's going to. Um, so I, I'm not as concerned with the quarterback contract as everybody like 
is as they look at that initial offer and think, oh my God, you know, that's that's terrible. Um, I think here in the next two years, people are gonna look back at that contract and it's gonna look like nothing. Um, so um I mean the big issue there is obviously he hasn't lived up to even remotely close to that contract with injuries um and just not playing very well up until his last two starts with the Browns. Like, you know, it, it just hasn't um hasn't panned out. Now I and, and I understand. I can promise you I watched Baker Mayfield with the Browns for several years. Baker Mayfield with the Browns would not have performed well. The the fit with him and Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt just clearly wasn't there. Um, he's a better fit in Tampa Bay. He's playing some of the best football he's played since he was a rookie with the Browns. Um, and like I've always said, um, I've been open about this. I've hated Baker Mayfield since he planted the flag in the middle of, you know, you know, yeah, the middle of the block. O. he came to Cleveland and I kind of embraced him and I like Baker Mayfield. I've rooted him on everywhere he went. I thought he got the shit into the stick in Carolina. Um, I thought his stint with the Rams was really cool. Um, him, you know, hopping on a plane and winning a game 48 hours later was was a really cool story. Um, and I'm happy he found a, a good home in Tampa Bay. You know, they there the expectations weren't ultra high going into the season for anybody in that division. Um, and he, him and his team were able to squeak it out. And then you go on the road and you beat, uh, or, or sorry, you, you play against the team that went to the Super Bowl last year and you beat them at, at your house. So I'm happy for him. Um, having said that I'm going lines minus six and a half. I had to get that off my chest. I knew we were going to talk about it at some point in time. Um, I don't care about Baker Mayfield's success. I'm happy for him. It has nothing to, they're not correlated anymore in any way to me. Like we've moved on. Fair. He's moved on. Okay. All right. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're aligned. So we're against each other on all three games so far. I'm really hoping that we unite on this one. I'm going Bills minus two and a half because uh, Kansas City has never had to play or never won a road playoff game with Mahomes or some yeah. crazy style like that. Well, the. <laughs> The, the uh stat of like Mahomes record that was like every single game was at home is just insane like to to think about that that he's never really had to go on the road and battle it out in the playoffs. So um man, I really want to go with you on Bills minus two and a half. I don't think I'm going to. I think oh I'm I think I'm gonna go Kansas City plus two and a half. Bills seem to be a team that just don't want to take that like next step and be dominant. Like you see yeah. them against the Steelers where they get this lead and then the Steelers just kind of hang around. They go score like they they kept it within a respectable distance. Mason Rudolph's not going to be on that field next weekend. You are going to have to welcome Patrick Mahomes. I said this several, several weeks ago, but eventually some of these receivers are going to start to click for Mahomes. They're not going to be playing in negative 20 degree weather, but you saw Rashi Rice, you know, have a phenomenal first playoff game um, as a rookie. 
I'm not sold on the fact that like Travis Kelsey, like just is bad at football now. Um, I think he's going to have <laughs> a, a really good game. Um, and, and it just seems like this is, this is by far, I think the, the biggest matchup of the weekend, the one everybody's the most excited about, you know, you go back to some of the matchups that these two teams have had in the past, even this season, the touchdown getting called back because Kadarius Tony is offsides um, and, and that really cool lateral play. Mahomes super upset in the presser. So I I feel like this is one where Mahomes has this kind of chip on his back where one, he knew he knows he made it fool himself after that game. Um, he knows he was an asshole to Mahomes or to to Josh Allen. Like I think yeah. he's gonna be fired up and want to go win this game um and and kind of put himself back in a better light. He'll have the wonderful big hug with Josh Allen at the end of the game as if they're best friends. And if I'm Josh Allen, I like gut punch him and walk off the field. But that's just, you know, I, I, I'm struggling to fade Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs right now. And I know it's going to bite me in the ass when Kansas city looks like Kansas city's looked all year. Um, and, and the bills yeah. are very hot. Go win a game. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I think the, I, you know, again, clearly Mahomes is still Mahomes no matter what. But I, I, I do think that this is know. not the Chiefs that it has always been. And yes, some things have started clicking. Rice had a great game, all of that. Um, but I just think this isn't something that they've had to experience in a long time outside of going to Super Bowls and be, you know being uh, on a neutral field for for those for those Super Bowls there and, and winning two of them, but. Um, I, I'm just on the Bills. I'm on the Bills magic. I'm I'm fading Kansas City. You can't change my mind. So I'm seeing that there's supposed to be more snow in Buffalo. Oh my god, damn it! So, that gives me even more faith in my lot. But yeah, I I think that definitely puts it a little bit more in Buffalo's favor. But this the scene of that game was hilarious. Like. Fans having to shovel out their own seats just to stand and be freezing cold and watch the Bills and both Pittsburgh and Buffalo fans just being happy to do it was just so pure, awesome football people. Um, you know, Bills fans jumping off of snow mountains onto <laughs> flaming tables, like all of it was just beautiful. But that's the one I'm most excited about. Um, and, and probably the I, I think I need a little bit of a break um, after this past weekend. Um, so I probably won't be as locked into all of these games. However, it's playoff football, so I'll be locked into probably all of these games. Um, yeah. But Bills, yeah. Bills Chiefs is definitely the matchup of the weekend for me. For sure. Um, yeah, just let, let the kids let the kids and wife know that. See you, see you in February. Well, right? it, it's uh, it'll be a big family weekend for me. I'm getting ready to actually... Ooh, a little juicy fart there. That one's on me. I hope the that? listener. Yep. Yeah, I hope the listeners caught that one. Caught uh, that one. I'll be in Texas uh, all of next week. The kids are actually leaving for Florida on Sunday morning. Um, so I'll have basically Sunday all to myself to do whatever I you know want to. Okay, hey, Dad oh, is recording so... a professional podcast over here. <laughs> What's the uh, address? Your home address, for the listeners. Are you going to be outside? Uh, just to just to make sure that your house is taken care of. Uh, Do I need to let you in? 
I'm sure. It's been a while since I've gotten a text. So for for uh, people that don't know, before I even really knew Owen or who he was, I would just get random texts from Owen that would just say, Madam outside, let me in. And this is when I just had my first son, Barrett. And it to me, it was always just so funny. The thought of Owen just drunk as a skunk outside my house, asking to come inside when I didn't really know him. Um, and now we're best friends and do a podcast together. Um, exactly. And, and that, was, <laughs> that was the origin story of Matt and Owen. Um, oh. But all right. You know, I, I think we hit NFL football. Um, yep. Now we can both collectively be sad. We we can officially turn on the uh, the draft machine, uh, start figuring out who I'm going to take in the second round. Um, I can't remember why we don't have a first round pick this year. Um, but no, uh, all fun stuff. I, and we kind of turn our sights to college football, which a lot's happened again. Um, and, and I think we'll start off with Alabama handing the keys over to uh, former Washington head coach um, in DeBoer. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I mean, well, first things first, we have to address this. Saban announced his retirement, like, I'm not even kidding, two hours after we recorded last week's episode. Oh, yeah. So we never, like, officially, like, we were talking about, well, Belichick's gone, and Pete Carroll. Well, no, actually, Belichick wasn't gone yet. But we were talking. Oh yeah, about no, Pete everything right? happened immediately after. Yeah, our, our so episode. we missed Belichick and Saban um, within like 24 hours of recording total. So, anyways, yes, feel bad for. I mean, he here's the deal. It's Nick Saban, the only person that would have made. Or I guess there's probably two people, um, but the. I would say the only two people that would have made (laughs) Alabama fans happy and wouldn't have lost some key transfers, which we'll get to, would have been Kirby Smart. Not happening, clearly. Was not ever going to happen. And I guess Dan Lanning, right? Like, Dan Lanning might have still lost some, but Kirby Smart was the only one that would come in and say, nothing's changing on this roster. I don't know if Dan Lanning does lose. There's There's this weird thing around Dan Lanning right now. Like he's he's the new he's, pretty girl at the school that everybody's he's Dabo three years ago or four years ago. Yeah. Um so I I'll tell you what, not a big Oregon football fan. I was fired up when he put out the video that was basically like, yeah. I'm not fucking leaving. And if you have a head coach that's even thinking about leaving you, come play at Oregon because I'm not. I'm yeah. here to stay. I thought that was really cool. It's also one of my bookmark tweets when he inevitably leaves Oregon to go coach at a bigger <laughs> program. Um, yeah. But no, like I, I feel bad for DeBoer. Um, you know, he he takes that job. You fill in for one of the, not one of the, the, the greatest college football coach of all time. Yep. Immediately, you have some of your top players hitting the portal. Uh, Milrow, portal. Uh, Downs portal, Proctor portal, like it's it's been this exodus of Alabama football players leaving. Um, they've had some recruits already back out. Um, it it seems it seems like the monster of Alabama might go away for a little while. Um, yeah, I I could see their program being in a a relatively dark place. There's also rumors coming out that NIL funds are not where they need to be in Alabama because you had Dick Saban. Like you had guys taking pay cuts because they wanted to go be a part of what Saban was doing. Um, And without him there, now you've got guys that are like, 
all right, it's it's time for me to to take my payday. Um, yeah. So I I feel I don't feel bad. I mean, you have to know what's you know what the expectations are. You had to know people were going to leave. I just don't think DeBoer is going to be the guy that keeps Alabama relevant in the SEC. Um, and and that's going to be, I think, a, a very short stint of head coaching for him. And they'll go get a really big name here in a couple of years. Maybe. I mean, but the other, like, it depends on, there's a lot that, I mean, it, it could just be a reality check that Saban was always bigger than the Bama program. And that, like, you're never the, – the true only replacement is a very short list if you ever want to return to that in the next – in the short right. term. Right. Um, so it could just be a, hey, it's still – you're still one of the top SEC teams. You're probably still going to attract some things. DeBoer, let's not forget, took a Washington team and, and built, built that through the portal, through whatever, but it built that to be in the national championship, to be a Texas team, like – he beat Oregon twice. He's the guy that beat Lanning twice. Now, again, there's longer-term things in college football. It's more than just two games with yeah. recruiting and all of that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, I'm giving it a few years. I, I clearly could – you know, I, I'm happy. It, it's nice to see a team that, I, you know, <laughs> Ohio State constantly loses to in recruiting kind of get brought down to earth. Now, that might just make Georgia – I was going to say, but, to me, it, it, it felt a lot like, you know – Alabama goes away, but Georgia goes from like here to here and they're already at the top um, and and already kind of dominating. Um, I think it makes recruiting in the South for them over the next couple of years, a little bit easier um, and makes life harder for Ohio state to, to, you know, go continue to win players in that region that, that is constantly producing, uh, you know, high level athletes. So I, I don't know. I, I hope he's successful. Like I, I like DeBoer. Um, I, you know, I think as a coach, um, and, and just a guy, he always seems to, to, um, you know, be a very big professional, um, and, and, um, has always handled himself really well. Um, the other just minor thing of this that I think is hilarious is Alabama is basically just hiring all of IU's like 2020 staff at this point. <laughs> so, so, um, if he does go to Alabama and they have a lot of success, you know that IU is going to be like, what the hell is happening? Dude, that's so funny. Yeah, because like Tom Allen at that point was like, oh, it's, you know, Tom Allen, he's a good coach. And the next thing you know, he's like a defense. I think he's yeah, defensive coordinator now at Penn State. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, the, the fall, the, the, looking back at it where it's like, yeah, Alabama staff is mostly IU staff from three years, four years ago yeah. now. It's crazy, but. And and um, and there's still talks like that Saban's going to be around. Yeah. Like I think Saban is Alabama. Like that is that is his heart and his passion. Um, so I think he wants to make sure that they're successful. Like I I would be shocked if he's just completely out of the program, not involved in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um. So it, I I also said this. Um, and I, I keep on forgetting we, you know, we haven't recorded or, or talked about this. Never in my life did I think that in the same week that Belichick and Saban would retire and I would find myself kind of like a little sad. Yeah, no, it's, I, 
Saban has had probably in the last two years, I would say you could, he was softening up in some ways or opening up, I guess, more into the media, right? Like he's been on McAfee for like regularly yeah. scheduled interviews um, and appearances there. Like he's been on game day when Bama wasn't in the playoffs last year. Like he, he's made these appearances and like has made you kind of like him. And then I was, Again, I love seeing Bama come back down to earth a little bit, remove one of the powers of college football, especially being an Ohio State fan. But yeah, there's a part of me that was like, damn, man, like Saban's gone. Like, that's wild. It's just wild. I was telling like my wife, I was like, I don't know how to explain this, but like the villains of my childhood are now gone. And I don't know who's filling in like that gap of like who who's the new person that we're just going to look at and hate for, you know, forever. Um, and so that was interesting. And and so, you know, I'm just incredible to, to see, you know, as you zoom out the success Saban had, um, and, and glad that he kind of left. I I was surprised he left. I thought he would come back one more year. And I thought with Milrow, the recruiting class they had coming in the 12 team playoff, I I think just the new landscape of college football, um, and kind of how it's operating. I don't think he was in love with it. Like, I, I think it kind of took some of it out for him that the days of him being able to go into a recruits house and say, Hey, you come to play here. You're going to play with the best of the best. You're going to play for the best head coach. Like those days had went a little bit because you also had to talk about the money aspect. And you also had to go find guys that were leaving their programs in the portal to be competitive. So like everything just felt like it had changed a little bit. Um, and and not that uh, obviously he was still having a ton of success with those things, but you know, he, he, I don't think he had the love for it. Like he had before. No. Um, and it's, it's, it's frustrating because there's a lot of things in college football that needs to change. Some change is good. Like, I think players being paid is an ultimately good thing. The source of payment and how it's used, that could use some work. That yeah. definitely could use some work. Because then that's the that's the frustrating part that, you know, ultimately I'm sure was a, a big factor in pushing Saban to retire yeah. um, earlier maybe than he expected. He just seemed like the guy that was going to retire until the doctors said no, I, and I, even I thought I thought he would die during the Iron Bowl, like on the <laughs> sideline, and everybody yeah. be like, you know, stop the game. We'll have the funeral here. He wants to be right. buried in midfield. Like yeah. that's what I thought was going to happen with Saban. Um, but, but no, I, I'm. It, it feels like he didn't necessarily go out at the highest point or the highest note for him. Um, but you know, just an ultra uh, successful career, best coach of all time, um, and. and you know, we talked about the portal guys, and obviously we are Ohio State Buckeye fans. Um, I won't shut up for the next seven months, six months, seven months. Um, if Ohio State finds a way to go get Caleb Downs and Proctor uh, from Alabama who entered the portal, I think Caleb Downs might be one of the most talented players to hit the portal in a very long time. Um and if they are able to pick up those two pieces, um, you know, add a, a one of the best safeties in the country, and then add in a really good offensive lineman, Super Bowl, we're going Super to the Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would feel like yeah. that. It yeah. sure as hell um, feel like that. Yeah. No, it's I'm 
I'm saying even if we land one of them, like, I don't, I don't even, we don't need to land two. That's going to be a, t- it's going to be a tough fight to land one. Let but alone the, two. So the, like, the issue with only landing one is that the other one is going to be a George Bulldog who's also just loading up for an incredible next season. So it's like, it feels like you have to get two to go, you know, be able to, to knock off the top dog in, in, uh, you know, Georgia, but, uh, maybe. Anyway, so uh, send them whatever you want. Uh, Ohio State new athletic director basically came in and said football's king, and we're gonna yeah. like we're done being nice. We are going yep. to be ultra aggressive, and I hope that in his eyes, he's like, "Hey, this is my first chance to make like the biggest splash I could possibly make." Um, I it seems like Downs is going to be a Georgia Bulldog. I don't know where Proctor's at, but you would have to assume Ohio State's going to aggressively pursue him, just knowing the issues that we have on the offensive line. Um, so it, it, that'll be fun to keep an eye on. Uh, Downs coming out and saying he's going to make a decision in 48 hours basically tells me he already made a decision. <laughs> and, and so that feels like it's going to be Georgia because Ohio State hasn't really had the conversations yet. Um, yeah, it sounds like I was on our because me and Matt are big message board guides now um, on Bucknuts twenty four seven sports. Um, so we're we're always just constantly looking at the the message boards there. To yeah, we we up. live in the message boards. Uh, uh, but I checked. It. it sounds like Day and um, a couple other coaches um, are gonna. They were as of eleven hours ago gonna get yeah. to sit down. Uh, with him, I, I, so I know they're going to be there, family. and it, he'd be dumb not to take the 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 visit because they're going to come and they're going to present a number. And one, Caleb Downs was close to being a Buckeye in the past, yep. so if the number feels right, you know that's could be a swaying decision. But it also yeah. gives you leverage with Georgia if you're Caleb Downs to say, "Hey, I really want to come over here, but here's the number I'm getting. Can you match it or go bigger?" Um, so. It, he'd be dumb not to to take the visit, but to me, it just it feels like he's already kind of got his mind made up a little bit there. So I, I've got my eye on Proctor a little bit more. Caleb Downs would be like this, you know, you get a six star, uh, basically, like you you get a guy that's proven college football, one of the best in you know in the game. Um, last piece from college football uh, that I, I think we should talk about. It feels like Jim Harbaugh's gone from Michigan. You know, we we had some speculation around it in our last episode, but took the you know the interview with the Chargers. Um, randomly, you just get a, a Shefty noty that he also interviewed with the Falcons. Um, yeah, like those are things that don't typically stay under wraps very well, and it seems like that one just was a very like abrupt. Oh shit! Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with the Falcons. Um, you know, McCarthy, Gorm, both enter the draft so that kind of tells me if i'm jj mccarthy i'm not coming back for another year if harbaugh's not going to be there and tanking my draft stock um and you know losing the the 40 seniors that they have quorum's going to be gone like all of this is kind of pointing towards the fact that jim probably sat down with mccarthy and said hey i'm not going to be back and i think it's within your best interest to to go ahead and and uh and, and get in the draft while your draft stock is as high as it's going to get. Well, I think like for Harbaugh himself, if you're, if you truly are ever going to go back to the NFL, now is the time because they're talking about a contract extension. 
he's you know getting up there in age so his appeal as a um, head coach in the NFL would would decrease if he's locked into a contract that I'm I'm assuming if he's getting a contract extension there's some no NFL language put in there littered all over it like just we are not doing the coaching carousel like yeah, or the, the coaching year. interview every single winter that you're interviewing with any vacancy in the NFL. If you're right. here, you're here. You're here. So now's the time, right? You, you brought Michigan a national championship. You, you took out all the stops. You, you bought tickets at the yard line um, through Connor Stallion. You took out, you did everything you could. Yeah. So to, to win the national championship, either way, you won a national championship. Um, you're going to get a long-term guarantee if you stay at, or, you know, long-term contract if you stay at Michigan, which would keep you out of the NFL. Go now. You're losing a bunch of guys, plus there's potential sanctions and all that coming from the NCAA uh, so, in the next year or so. Something that was really interesting that came out was that apparently Harbaugh is pushing within that Michigan contract to have immunity from being fired um, due to any outside circumstances. Which I'm confused if he knew there. I I was told that actually nothing happened and that he wasn't <laughs> aware he of. About? Yeah, what I don't know what I would be. Yeah, I don't know what I'd be worried about if I felt like I if I knew for a fact that I did nothing wrong. Why would I need immunity in my contract? It just feels odd. I don't. Maybe yeah. I don't understand that piece of it um unless maybe he Matt, did, unless he did know stuff about it so uh, uh, we probably shouldn't air out our contract negotiations here at fts but i am personally coming to the table and asking that it doesn't matter how few blogs that i do how inconsistent they are. <laughs> you want immunity uh, <laughs> i want immunity i don't care if my podcast mic doesn't work for half of an episode i would like immunity guaranteed pay i can do um that. okay thank you um, you will be staying at the same salary, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't pay much more than zero dollars an hour right now. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we can renegotiate um, once we hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I will honor that at this point. Uh, you know, I never thought I would be like celebrating. I feel like a loser as a Buckeye fan because like, I'm so excited. They're losing everybody. McCarthy's gone. Jim Harbaugh might be gone. Like it, it's, it feels almost just icky to me because we've yeah. always been big brother and, you know, beaten up on them um, in, in my lifetime. And yeah. now it kind of feels like we are in the same situation that maybe they were in when urban Meyer left. And it felt yeah. like, maybe our program was going to take that step down. Like I remember the victory laps they were taking when Ryan day took over. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like it. All I want yeah. is for us to come out next year and like win a national championship. That's, that's all I want beat Michigan <laughs> win a national championship so that I never have to feel like this again. Um, oh. It's, it's such a bad feeling. It's terrible. It was terrible, but well, that will wrap up today's episode. Again, apologies for any technical difficulties. Um, and however, I can't wait to listen. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, so we will 
figure out how that goes. But either way, thanks for listening. We will be back next week to, you know, wrap up the um, going into the championship weekend for NFL. Um, so we will, you know, break down the games that happen over this weekend um, and then preview some of the games coming up for the NFC and AFC championship. And then things get really bleak because then it's like, oh, there's the Pro Bowl. And then it's like, oh, there's only one NFL game left. And then it'll be like, yeah, man, a little, little depression period until like March Madness. So, um, Matt, any anything you want to share with the listeners uh, before we go today? No. Uh, excited. Another weekend of uh, playoff football. And uh, through it all, go Browns. Go Colts. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye, guys.